Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, episode 166, yes, I'm gonna call this one a bathrobe chronicle, like if you follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, why don't you, it's a hodgepodge of me as a woman exercising athlete, my version of athlete, and coach, mom, all of it, it really is a hodgepodge. But it's where you get to know me because I really do share some of the, like, it's not a curated business page, put it like that. I know I should and I probably will make it that. But for now, it's just me on Instagram. You get to see all parts of me because I put them on Instagram. (laughs) But anyway, if you follow me on Instagram, then you know I used to do this thing called morning musing where I would literally get up and share doing my thought work time, like what was happening. I may bring that back because it is some of the most inspired time. It's when my brain is like really working. But if you also follow me, then you know I do CrossFit now at six in the morning. So that morning musing isn't as tranquil because I usually get up and go, you know, take the dogs out, do my thing drink my coffee and then go to CrossFit. And then when I come back, it's cold shower time and I'm kind of wired and then I eat. And so it's not that same soft lighting, musing type thing. But today I kind of extended my time and said, no, I'm going to go to the gym and I have my bathrobe on. But instead of doing a morning musing, I was like, no, I'm going to do a podcast. So this one may be a little bit more rambly. And I know some of you kind of like these rambly one. So this is really off the cuff, out my brain, not a whole bunch of notes at all. I think I wrote down three things. That's it. So I may not even publish this, but (laughs) here goes. And the title of this is Winning Doesn't Owe You Shit. Oh my God. I'm gonna say it again. Winning doesn't owe you shit. I think not too long ago, I saw this post by a football coach. He talked about all the things that winning doesn't owe you. Coach Schumann at Georgia Tech, strength and conditioning coach. If you want to hear what he says about winning, listen to that on YouTube. There's several YouTubes, and I may even share the link in my show notes. And as a matter of fact, I will. I'll have the links to this in the show notes so that you can see the video. But basically what he's saying is winning don't owe you shit. He's like, it doesn't care how hard you work. It doesn't care if you didn't get any sleep. It doesn't care that it's not fair. It doesn't care that the person next to you is working less and is winning more. It doesn't care, right? Like there's no justice. It's unfair. And he said, the only thing that winning is really good for is bringing up all your shit, right? Like I'm working hard. It plays with our mental game. 
And here's the thing. And this is the crust of why I was like, no, let me get up and really talk about this. Because I think one of the main reasons why we are experiencing a wealth gap within our demographics as marginalized identities is because of this right here. The shit that winning, when we set a goal, the shit that comes up and how we relate to it. And the more marginalized you are, the more you think, I've reached my cap. I can't go anymore. The, when it brings up, like, I've been working hard and I'm still not there. What are your answers to it? Because this is the thing that keeps us in the game. And I want to talk about this idea of persistence. Persistence, staying in the game. That is what I think my job as a life coach to you guys is helping you stay in the game. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally. That is my job. And I take it very seriously because relationship problems can take you out the game because it drains you and you don't have enough energy to stay in the game to stay persistent. Physically, cognitive, don't have the energy takes you out the game because you just don't have the energy when the tough gets tough, right? You don't have the energy to keep going. Our self-concept of ourself, there's this idea of it should have happened by now. And when that starts, if you're not, if you don't have the answers, it will fuck with you and we will stop. And I came up with a term. I don't know if it someone else has come up with it or not, or if they describe it a different way. But I was thinking about this as like persistence. But so many of my clients would say they were being persistent. But I've been working for 15 years on this brig and it still hasn't happened. I've been working for seven years on this brig and it still hasn't happened. I would say there are two types of persistence. There is active persistence, and then there is inactive persistence. Now, persistence meaning I am staying the course, right? But am I engaged, right? What am I thinking about? You ever been driving, and while you're driving, you kind of just go through the motions because you're like, oh my God, I blanked out. I've just been driving and I don't know. Like you got to the right exit and all of it, but you weren't fully engaged. Like your mind was somewhere else solving some other problems, right? I think that that is a form of inactive persistence. We're going, but our mind is elsewhere. We are engaged in the goal, but our engagement is more of trying to find evidence that I should be allowed to continue. We keep asking for permission and expecting a yes, like expecting a fairy godmother to come and wave its wand and says, yes, you are allowed to keep going, to keep being persistent on this goal. Yes, you are allowed. Like we are looking around for evidence that I should, 
I can, I have the right to continue to dream, to continue to pursue this goal because really it's being unrealistic. I'm being selfish, right? Or maybe it's just not for me. That is one of the most poisonous thoughts that we can have. It's just enough to be dangerous. It is the most dangerous thought you can have is maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe it's not for me because we will, instead of solving and doing the thing actively persisting, right, which active persistent I'm going to talk about, but instead of actively persisting, we have conversation with this and all our time, that whole time you're driving, that's what you're thought about. Maybe it's not for me. And you start comparing, looking at other people. Maybe it's them, like they do this, but I don't do it. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe, just maybe. And I want to say that is some passed down shit from supremacy to puritanism to classism to misogyny, misogynoir, massage, all of it. That is passed down from all of that shit. Because it's just enough to go, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe it's supposed to be something else, right? And we will then start trying to solve that question on whether or not you are capable. And whenever there's a question, whether or not you're incapable, and you're not answering that question, you create the spin. Because here's the deal. The brain is just an organ. It's just asking the question, am I capable? But there's no Morgan Freeman there. There's no narrator. Remember Morgan Freeman, that shit? I can't remember what podcast that is, but there is no narrator. You are the narrator. So it's like goes out into the ethos. Maybe I'm not good for this. Maybe this isn't my path. And it just sits there and reverberates. And it's waiting for an answer. So since it doesn't get an answer, it starts looking for physical manifestations of that answer. People don't respond. People don't call. People don't sign up. People don't engage. I go out. I don't get the interview. I go out. I don't get the job. I don't get the promotion. My spouse isn't saying, yay, go for it. My mother isn't saying, yay, go for it. My income tells me, right? We look for that answer in all of that. We're persistent. We're staying the course, but we're staying the course, not engaged. It is inactive persistent because we are actually not taking action and failing all the time, running experiments, doing it. Okay, well, this didn't work. Let me try this. Okay, well, this didn't work. Let me try this, right? Hypothesis, prove it, run the experiment, fail, get the data, apply it, do it again. That is active persistence. That is the kid. Let's use Michael Jordan, for example. Didn't make the varsity team as a sophomore. He was totally upset. Like, what the hell? I'm like one of the best talented players out here. And the coach was like, yeah, you got talent, but you can't whatever, like fundamentals, whatever it was that he wanted him to work on. So Michael Jordan went to work every day, working on his skill, active participation, as opposed to just kind of playing. And I'm just going to play and like, 
look for evidence like, oh, I played in this pickup game and I scored 50 points. But he actively participated in his persistent. He worked on his craft. Kobe Bryant did the same thing, four o'clock in the morning, going to the gym, working on his craft, failing. I'm going to do 200 shots. Let me see how many times I can make it. How many times in a row? Active engagement, active persistence. Our ability to stay engaged in the game is the key. It's the key to us shortening the wealth gap. It's the key to us creating big things. It's the key to us dealing with racism and everything else. Because for the first time in history, they can say no and there is a workaround. For the first time, for the first time. All doors can be closed and there is a under, over, or through available to us that has never been available before. Will it take longer? Sure. Will we have to work harder? Sure. But does it stop us? No. For the first time, we can say no. But we are dealing with that inactive, maybe I'm not, maybe I can't. That is a holdover from colonialization, from white supremacy, from patriarchy, black patriarchy, misogyny, misogynoir, all Puritan values, hard work. You have to earn it. And if if it's not, then God ain't blessed you. Let's use that one. I have this thing called mustard seed mindset. Yes, I used it. Mustard seed mindset. Do you have that type of mindset? If you think about it from that point of view, it said, I'm quoting the Bible and some paraphrasing the Bible because I don't have it right here in front of me. But if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, mountain be moved and it will be moved. It doesn't say if you have the faith of a mustard seed and it's only been two years. It doesn't say if you have the faith of the mustard seed and your husband supports you or believes in you. It doesn't say if you have the faith of a mustard seed and your clients, your first 10 clients all say yes. It doesn't say if you have the faith of a mustard seed and you don't go to zero or negative balance. It doesn't say if you have the faith of a mustard seed and everybody is agreeing with you 10 years later and it still hasn't happened. It says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you command. It's like, it's not questioning. It's not, well, maybe I can't. Maybe I'm not the one that can say that to the mountain. Maybe, hey, baby, you say that to the mountain. Maybe it's for you, not for me. It doesn't say that. Now, it doesn't promise us when the mountain will move. It doesn't. It doesn't say like that is going to do it instantaneously. But when we get in our head, this mindset, it will fuck with us. And we will become persistently inactive, meaning we are not taking risk. We're not going up to bat. We are given every excuse. No, I need to go buy a new bat. No, the uniform is not working. No, I need to go work on my technique before I step up the bat again. 
No, there's too many people. Let me go bat in the junior leagues or the minor leagues first before I go back up to bat that way. No, the pitcher is trying to kill me. He's trying to like get me out. So that's just not fair. So let me not get up to bat. Any of this hitting home with you guys? I'm talking to myself here too. So understand our job and only job when we have a goal is to fail fast, fail frequently, and get the feedback, which is experiment. The only difference between us and them is they have the cushion. They are allowed to fail. People support them when they fail. How the hell did Jeff Bezos create a company that did not create a profit for over 10 years and people still invested in him? He was allowed to fail. Not only was he allowed to fail, he was allowed to fail year after year after year with a huge bankroll, like huge overhead, huge. This podcast is sponsored by Brick Johnson Coaching. Hey, I have some exciting news for all of my high achieving women out there. That's right. I get the emails and DMs from you guys saying you wish you were my target market. I understand. We need great allies too. And we need allies with well-managed minds. Well, I've listened. So this offer is for you too, because it's a one-on-one offer. So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're a woman of color or not, or an ally. If you're tired of feeling like you can't do more, I'm here to help. My one-on-one six-month coaching program is designed specifically for you. Together, we will work on strategies to help you manage your stress and help you achieve your goals. Because women quitting on their dreams is just not an option. And this is what my six-month program can do for you. Instead of time management, we will uncover why you manage your time the way you are so that you can prioritize self-care, giving you more time to do the things you love. Are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you anxious with a chaotic mind? I get it. We target the root causes of imposter syndrome helping you gain the confidence and self-assurance to pursue your goals and succeed in your career and your personal life? Do you struggle with communication issues, difficulty expressing yourself effectively, or asserting your needs professionally or personally? You'll learn to cultivate a positive relationship with yourself. We'll work on the why this issue is for you why this is happening, helping you resolve the inner conflict so that you can easily take care of the external conflict with others. When it comes to communicating your needs, you don't need another communication class on how to resolve clients' issues. Once you uncover your hidden conditioning, you will have the skills to build stronger, more productive relationship with colleagues, clients, and ultimately leading to greater success and growth in your business and personal life. Listen, if you're a high-level woman ready to cultivate more meaningful and fulfilling relationships, both with yourself and others, and you take your business and professional growth seriously and you want to take it to the next level, you 
and your relationship with you and your brain is your greatest asset. My coaching program is perfect for you. You don't have to continue putting others first and neglecting your own needs and desires in the process. Because remember, you are your greatest asset. Let's work together to create a life that you enjoy of connection and success. If this interests you, reach out, book a breakthrough call at brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Again, brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Look forward to talking to you. How many times have you allowed yourself to fail? Even on the smallest of levels. This is the key. It's why I concentrate so much on nervous system regulation because unlocking this in our cells, in our DNA, because yes, it is a visceral reaction brought to us by 400 years of being enslaved. If you're black, marginalized by being a woman and oppressed, it is in our DNA that we are not supposed to fail. We don't have that luxury. And I'm saying, take that luxury back and teach your body that. How do you do that? We understand and have patience that our feelings aren't fact. And then we start narrating it. Oh, you think you can't fail. You think it should have happened by now. Who says that 10 years is too much? And then if that's the case, then start finding evidence of people who have been waiting 10 years, 15 years. Read autobiography of people who started late, who did it while overweight, who did it with nappy hair, who did it with broad nose, who did it with your skin color, who did it with your handicap. Find people. Curate the evidence for yourself. So that you can teach yourself, if they can, I can. Stop looking at all these cis, heterosexual white men all the time and then comparing your journey because it is not the same. Find people who look like you, who have cultures like you. And if there aren't, decide that you are going to be the first. And realize you will need to tend to your nervous system. This is what I teach. This is what I coach through. This is what I help my clients do. Because as much as we want to, we cannot grow past the level of our nervous system. So your main job is to learn to tend to that part of you that is scared, that is afraid, and learn how to extend that comfort zone where you can tolerate it. They call it the window of tolerance, right? But that area where it's uncomfortable, but you're not in a freak out zone. And we just want to just slowly grow that. That's why I work on physical also. That's why I work on nutrition also. That's why I help you spiritual. That's why I help you with relationships because that support matters. All of this is so that you can stay active in the game persistently active as opposed to persistently inactive. Because 10 years of persistently being inactive is different. It looks different than 10 years of persistently being inactive. So let me ask you some questions. How many times are you stepping up to the plate? 
How many times are you trying something different? Are you using the same post over and over again and expecting it like I'm putting this post up? Hey guys, come to my thing, right? Are you using the same pitch when you pitch to your prospective clients, when you're marketing your product? Are you using the same pitch or are you experimenting? That pitch didn't work. Let me try this. How many times are you in the weeds on your process? Are you studying it? Are you a student of it? This isn't working. Maybe I should try something else. Not this isn't working. Maybe it's not for me. See the two difference? One is inactive persistence. One is active persistence, engaged. Maybe it's just I'm using this technology. Maybe if I deliver it this way, maybe this is the thing, right? Are you in pursuit? Are you collecting data and are you using that data? Are you evaluating? If you're not evaluating after every at bat, what you doing? When my daughter was playing basketball, now she's a coach, but when she was playing basketball, she would spend so much time because she helped her team get to a championship. The difference between the junior year where they got to the regional and got kicked out of the championship, they were like one game away from going to the state tournament and they got kicked out and it was devastating for her. That summer, she lit a fire under herself and I watched her. She made, she set a goal, which was always the goal to shoot 10,000 threes over the summer. But this time she did it. Not only did she do it, but she got her other team members to go to the gym with her. And they all made 10,000, shot 10,000 made threes. So I don't know how many they shot, but they made 10,000 shots over the summer. Practice, feedback, practice, feedback, practice, feedback. She studied, she worked. But the other thing she did is she became a student of not only her game, but the game in general. She studied film. She watched her film. She watched the films of the teams that she played against. She understood their weaknesses, the players who would guard her, how they played, the players that she would guard, how they played. And if you think about it, good players watch film. Good players watch film. They just don't show up on the team. Like they have talent. Yeah. But the best ones study because talent, natural talent will only get us so far. Are you watching your film? I'm talking to myself here. I literally am talking to myself here. Are you studying your craft? Are you going in and going, how did I show up? Maybe I could have done this differently. Maybe I should have explained it this way. Like my coaching calls. Am I giving a transformation? How can I speed up the transformation? Are you asking questions of yourself through the process? Actively participating as opposed to inactive participating. Meaning I'm showing up. I'm doing the work. I'm doing it. Maybe it's not me. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's the economy. Maybe it's the industry. Maybe something else has happened. Like it's all of that maybe. Remember, mustard seed mindset. It didn't say if the temperature is right, then the mountains will move. If the economy is right, 
then the mountains will move. If you're in the right hemisphere, if that mountain is located in the southern hemisphere, then that mountain will move. No, it didn't say any of that. The biggest problem we have as women of color, specifically marginalized identity as a whole, is distraction. And our biggest distraction is this bullshit in our mind that says we're not enough and has us questioning ourselves. Do other, yes, they do, but do they question themselves to the extent that we do? No. And that's why there's a wealth gap and we're not closing it. Now, I know there's a whole lot of other reasons why there's a wealth gap, but I'm talking about right now because I think we can start clearing up that gap because like I said, for the first time, for the first time, they can say no and we have alternatives. We can go around, over, or whatever. We can make millions of dollars with a microphone, a camera, and a MacBook Pro. We can make millions of dollars. All we need is our brain and the ability to focus our brain and stop having our brain go on. Is this me? An inactive persistence. We can be in the game 20 years and never make it because we have been inactively persistent as opposed to active persistent. I want to show you the difference. I want to coach you through the difference. I want to help you fine tune your skills, help you learn to evaluate, creating the environment where you are set up to win, helping you narrate and command. And if you think that is something that comes easy for us, it doesn't. And it happens at every level. Because if you didn't experience at one level, there is a level where it comes up. That is our breaking point, And that's where our work is. I do this through mind, body, and coaching. And I want to do this with you. What if it's you need to know more? No. What if it's you don't need to learn another technique? What if it's just time to learn how? unlearn the shit in your brain and focus it towards what it is because you could be persistently inactive for the next 10 years and not get the result that you are fully capable of getting because we can say the mountains fuck you move all right that was my morning rant i hope that i covered everything that I said I wanted to cover, but I just wanted us to have this conversation. Stay in the game, queen. Persistence. The game may change, but you get to stay in the game. All right. I will talk at you later. Hope this helped. Winning doesn't owe you shit, but you get to stay in the game anyway. All right. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. 
Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. <laughs> That's deeply rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.